Do you feel drained? Do you need more energy? Do you need more strength? Do you need a little bit of power to overcome? Join us next at Finish Well Podcast. Welcome to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, I'm Meredith Curtis. Welcome to Finish Well Podcast. After Jesus rose from the dead... He revealed himself in his resurrected body to his disciples. Yes, today we are talking about resurrection powers, so we might as well start with Jesus. And I know that as homeschool moms and dads, we spend so much time during Holy Week and Easter talking about Palm Sunday and the Garden of Gethsemane, the Last Supper, the Crucifixion, the Arrest, all of these things. And finally, the resurrection. But you know what we don't do? We don't spend a lot of time talking about the resurrection power and what happened after Jesus rose from the dead. There's some very exciting stories about Jesus appearing to Thomas, who was full of doubt, and he said, hey, touch my hands and my side, see the scars, And let your doubts be gone. And then on the road to Emmaus, he's talking to these disciples and he's telling them all about the scripture and how the Messiah had to come and had to die and had to rise from the dead. And finally, their eyes were open and they saw that this was Jesus in his glorified body. He had risen from the dead. And of course, my favorite of Everything post-resurrection is when Jesus goes to find Peter, who is back to his old way of life, fishing. And he reinstates him and he calls him and he says, come and follow me. And and he, he challenges Peter to feed his sheep, to feed his lambs, to take care of them. And I love that because there is Jesus in his resurrection body. And that's who we worship now, the resurrected Jesus. So I love looking at that. And I have no idea what his glorious body was like, but we do know that he could just suddenly appear, um, seemingly walk through walls. I don't know how that all works, but I hope our glorious bodies are just like that because that would be super cool. So here's my question. Should we think about the resurrection at Easter time or should we think about the resurrection all through the year? See, I think we should always think about the resurrection because there's something powerful about the resurrection that as Christians we can explore and it can change our lives. It can change our homeschooling. I want to read you a verse from Philippians 3. It says, our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so they will be like his glorious body. Okay, so what that's basically saying is that there's this power 
that transformed Jesus at the resurrection from his earthly body to his glorious body. And there's a power that one day when we get to heaven, when we're in heaven, that power is going to transform our lowly bodies. And if they're going to, our lowly bodies are going to be like his glorious body. We're going to be changed. We're going to be transformed. So what about now? Now that culminates a pretty long passage by Paul in Philippians 3 about resurrection power, the power of the resurrection, the power of his sufferings. And Paul says in in Philippians 3.19, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his suffering, becoming like him in his death. And that's Philippians 3.10. And This is the chapter where Paul says, rejoice in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. And then he talks about all the things that he counts as loss, how he knows, you know, great passages of scripture. And he was this great teacher and a Pharisee and he persecuted the church and he was zealous and all this stuff. He says, I count it all loss except for the surpassing greatness of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. And then he taught, he says this, he says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection, but he doesn't stop. If he's going to know the power of his resurrection, he has to participate in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. So what does that mean? What is he talking about there? Um, Before I answer that question, I want to read from Ephesians 1, verses 17. And this is Paul, and he's praying for the Ephesians. And this is my prayer for you and for me and for every homeschool parent who wants to raise their children in the fear and instruction of the Lord. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. I think that incomparably great power is resurrection power, by the way. But let me keep going. Um, this power, that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule, far above all authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of of him who fills everything in every way. And the church, that's us. Homeschool dad, homeschool mom, that's us. So Jesus died and God raised him up from the dead, but he also seated him in the heavenly realms where he's ruling and reigning. And I just encourage you, that was Ephesians 1, chapter 17 to 23. That's a great passage to memorize and meditate on. Later, we read in Ephesians that we're lifted up and seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. It all sounds wonderful, but what does it have to do with homeschooling? And going back to Paul's passage 
in Philippians 3, what does it have to do with participating in his suffering and in his death? So let me say it this way. Jesus died. It started in the garden. It started when Jesus said, not my will, but but thine. And, you know, he loved us. He came to earth to die for us. But the overwhelmingness of doing that caused him to sweat drops of blood. Whoa. And so I think we can so relate to that. Because don't we want to be godly? Don't we want to be amazing parents? Don't we want to train our children in the fear and instruction of the Lord? Don't we want to be kind every day? Don't we want to give our children love when they don't deserve it? But then in those moments, we feel so overwhelmed. We feel so frustrated. We feel like, oh, my goodness, I just can't do this. And so of all things, we can relate to that. And yet in that moment, in that time of testing, in that time of temptation, Jesus said, not my will, but thine be done. So his suffering, his death started in the garden when he surrendered, when he said, "Okay, I will do this. He didn't have to. He could have changed his mind. We don't have to do the things that we um, are called by God to do. We can change our mind. We have free will. But are we going to be like Jesus and take that step in the garden and say, not my will, but thine be done? See, that's this participation in the death, in the suffering of Christ. But it goes on. And Jesus is arrested. He's beaten. He's tortured. He goes to the cross and he dies. And on the cross, he shows forgiveness. It's just amazing. Galatians 2.20 says, we have been crucified with Christ. And we no longer live, but Christ lives in us. The life we live in the body, we live by faith in the Son of God who loved us and died for us. So that's pretty amazing. You have been crucified with Christ. And that's something that we need to start reminding ourselves of. If we are born again, we have been crucified with Christ and we no longer live. So Meredith Curtis no longer lives. There's... No more Meredith Curtis, but there is Jesus in Meredith Curtis. And yet we're buffeted by the flesh. And that's what where it comes in, that we continually have to declare and remind ourselves, we have been crucified with Christ. There's no more Meredith Curtis agenda. There's no more Meredith Curtis plan. It is all God. It is all what God wants. We have to remember that we're dead. We surrendered our agenda and we have to re-surrender every day. This is your homeschool, Lord. Have your way. Accomplish your will. Later in the day, we may have to pray again. Lord, I'm feeling tired and grumpy. My kids are not getting it. How can I teach them? You see, there is so much power in surrendering to God. This is not giving up like, forget it. I'm sending you guys to public school. You know, we've all said that. Or, you know, I just can't do this anymore. And you say to your husband, I'm just not homeschooling anymore. That's giving up. This is not giving up. This is yielding our rights. See, we feel entitled, whether we say it or not. We feel like we're entitled to an easy life, 
perfect children, a perfect husband, good health, easy days, no distractions, children who listen and obey us, where we don't have to do much disciplining. This is what we feel entitled to. And when it doesn't happen, we feel frustrated, we feel angry, we feel disappointed. And that's where it starts with this surrender. Lord, I surrender to what you are doing in my life for the way that you're using circumstances to change me, for the way that you're using circumstances for me to model patience and long-suffering to my children. All of these things really matter to God, and they should really matter to us. We don't like them, but they should really matter to us because we're becoming more like Christ. So first, we surrender ourselves and our homeschool to the Lord. And we ask God to come and rule and reign in our homeschool. When God has his way, he moves. He changes hearts, but not in an instant. When God has his way, he gives us wisdom, but not overnight. It takes us reading the word and asking God to write his word on our heart and continually being transformed by the word. When God has his way, he speaks through the word. And when we're surrendered to God and we read the word, it's like, wow, this is life to me. Thank you, Lord. I get that. I hear that. I get it. When God has his way, he accomplishes great things. But accomplishing great things is not in our timetable. And that's what we have to remember. Yes, God moves. But we only hear testimonies of God moving instantly. We don't hear those testimonies of, okay, over 18 years, there was an amazing move of God in my son's life. But it was very, very slow. Yes, he was bossy. He was bratty. He was hard to raise. Of course, you don't say that out loud. But then by the time he was 18, God had really transformed him. So we don't hear testimonies like that because they're not exciting. They're not what we want. We want instant, instant, instant. And so what do we do? We surrender not only ourselves and our homeschool, but our timetable. And that is so significant. We get so frustrated. We get so weary. When we're done homeschooling, moms and dads, I'm not kidding. You will say, whoa, this went so fast. But when you're in the middle of it, it doesn't feel fast. So how does this work on a daily basis? Number one, as you read the word each day, surrender to God. Say, Lord, I surrender to you. I surrendered my kids to you, my husband to you, my homeschool to you. Have your way today. And when we do that, we know that means not our way, his way. So we're homeschooling and our children can't get a math problem. And instead of saying, oh, I hate math. We remember that we're dead. Lord, I'm dead, but I'm alive in you and you live in me. And so by faith right now, I'm needing you to teach my kid. I can't do it. I just can't do it. And all of a sudden, his wisdom and power are available And you're saying, Lord, you're here. 
You are going to give me anointing. You're going to give me grace to teach my children. And it happens when we're surrendered to him. And we're able to say, your timetable, Lord, if it takes him three years to memorize his multiplication tables, I'm okay with that. As long as you're teaching through me, as long as you're living your life through me. Remember, Lord, Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with you and you live in me. Let that be manifest in this situation. Okay, what about when our son breaks his arm and we're afraid and we don't know where the money is going to come from? Again, we remember we're dead. Lord, I would never have wanted this to happen, but you somehow allowed it. Lord, I know you're the healer. I know you're going to heal through the doctors or you're going to heal instantly right now. You can heal right now. And we pray for healing and we pray for grace to be compassionate and we pray for the finances to come through. All the while knowing God is our provider and he meets every single need. How about when our daughter is crying again and she's in that you know, middle school age and puberty's kicking in and it seems like all she does is cry and you are so weary and you're so tired of it in the flesh. But then you remember, hey, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And suddenly you feel this supernatural compassion because you're alive in Christ. And what about when you're weary from nursing the baby all night and you don't have any energy and you keep feeling like, if I don't have three million cups of coffee, I am going to be sound asleep. And then God pours out his energy. God pours out his strength and you are set free. Not from sleepiness, but you're set free from frustration because God's power is made perfect in your weakness. You know what, mom and dad, we are living by every word that proceeds from our heavenly father's mouth. We are walking in resurrection power. And you see, resurrection power manifests in the dull and dreary and mundane. It's when we take the high road, when someone insults us, because God gives us grace to do it. Not that we're gritting our teeth, but God just fills us with our grace, with his grace. Now, all of you have impossible situations in your life. All of you have difficult children, at least one. And yet, God says, in the ordinary, in those days, You have been crucified with me and you no longer live, but I live in you. And that resurrection power that's going to transform your body one day, it's available to you moment by moment, day by day. Just as long as we remember that we're dead and that we remember that we're alive in Christ, we're seated with him in the heavenly places. You see, we are super conquerors. We are overcomers. And guys, if God is for us, who on earth can be against us? This is the powerful God who raised Jesus from the dead. That is the God who lives in you. 
So the resurrection of Christ is not a once a year celebration. It's a daily way of life, even for us homeschool moms and dads. And I love that. So I want to pray for you. Father, I bless every mom and dad that's listening right now that needs a touch from you. Lord, help them to surrender every day. Their desires, their plans, their agenda, help them surrender it all to you, Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that you would be the Lord of their lives and the Lord of their homeschools. You would rule and reign there. And you would pour out your resurrection power. And where there's difficulties in learning, you would pour out your resurrection power. And when there's physical challenges, you would pour out your resurrection power. And where there's conflict between husband and wife, pour out your resurrection power, Lord. I pray that you would bring life to every home, every family that is listening to this podcast, Lord, that their home would be filled with resurrection power in the name of Jesus. Lord, do it for your glory. Do it for your name. And bless these families, Lord, and bless these homes and keep every heart after you in Jesus' name. I have so enjoyed being with you today. May God bless you, and may you have ordinary days filled with the resurrection power of Jesus. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.